The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode 126 of the Adam Shine Podcast. And this is a trade. One of our all-time favorite guys... Fellow WAER Hall of Famer, we went in in the same Hall of Fame class, Syracuse University, WAER, 2021, Syracuse WAER Hall of Fame. My guy, Nick Wright, from Fox Sports 1, first things first, he's got the unbelievable What's Right podcast, make sure you subscribe, and Nick is all Chiefs all the time, and obviously... I love the Bills, and I think that the Bills are going to win. This is the game of the year in the NFL. Can't wait for it. 425 Eastern on the NFL on CBS. Loaded with implications for the one seed who gets the bye. This is going to be revenge from last year. Greatest playoff game I've ever seen. Greatest playoff game in the final two minutes and then overtime. Greatest game in terms of how the quarterbacks played. So Nick and I go at it for 20 minutes. It is pure gold. You will absolutely love it. You know I'm taking the the Buffalo Bills to win. He's taking Kansas City. He's already got his defeatist spin ready for if and when Kansas City loses at home. First time Patrick Mahomes has ever been an underdog at a home in a career start at Arrowhead, which is crazy. 41 straight games. Patrick Mahomes was the favorite when he's been at home at the quarterback position. Bob Stu and I will give you some picks against the spread and some DFS plays coming up in a little bit. But, Bob, it's interesting. I mentioned the postseason and the revenge, obviously, from last year for Buffalo. You know, they had the lead. They didn't squib. 13 seconds, flip of the coin, everything that transpired. You know, I, I said that was the second worst loss in Bill's history, and there's been a lot. It's wide right in 13 seconds. I mean, that was even worse than the Music City Miracle or the three other Super Bowls or anything else you want to throw at, at Bill's fans. But it did get us thinking. And we're taping this on Wednesday afternoon, and we just witnessed Alvarez hit that pulsating rocket laser walk-off against Seattle in a game that the Mariners absolutely owned the Houston Astros and pounded Verlander. Beauty of baseball in the playoffs. Can't run out the clock. You know, 27 outs, nine innings. 
And baseball playoffs, to me, I'm obsessed. You know I love baseball. You love baseball. And there's nothing like the baseball postseason. You saw the Dodgers, my guy Garrett Cole, our Yankees, the Phillies and the Nick Castellanos game. You know, the wild card weekend. We've been campaigning for that in terms of not just nine fluky innings, a full wild card round to the team with the better seeds at home. The championship round always delivers the World Series. We had Liam McHugh a couple of episodes ago, the face of the NHL on TNT. The hockey postseason is always tremendous, always excellent, especially early on. The NBA always high level, especially as the postseason moves on with the Final Four and eventually in the championship to decide the Larry O'Brien Trophy. How would you rank, Bob, the four big sports, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and of course the NFL ranking the postseason. It's almost impossible. It's almost an impossible task, Adam, because they're all unbelievable in their own way. It's pretty much a layered discussion. I think you I think you nailed it, right? Like to me, in terms of baseball, in all the postseasons, there's just no sport that has bigger and better moments. And just more like you can't physically breathe for the majority of the game because Every single pitch could win or lose you a game. That's why the baseball postseason is unbelievable. You might even be able to rank it all the way at the top. The NFL playoffs are awesome. I love the NFL playoffs. I think sometimes the early round now with the expanded wild card, not as great as in years past. Sometimes you can get some weird matchups later on too because the NFL is unpredictable. The NHL by far early on, the first couple rounds, by far the best postseason. Not even close. But the problem is you get so many upsets, the final is usually underwhelming for the NHL, Absolutely. right? Or the even NBA, sometimes the conference finals. You're, you're 100% right. Yeah, I mean, you just sometimes you just don't get the matchups you want. Toronto gets knocked out, it seems, every single year. They're one of the best teams. They don't even get out of the first round. Haven't won a playoff series in decades. So, yeah, I mean, you see upsets all the time in the NHL, which makes it unbelievable. But also, at the end, you're sitting here like, oh, man, this final is such a slog. Like, I didn't want to see these two teams now, <laughs> despite the unbelievable upsets. You know, you get, you get a series you don't even really care about, which is a problem for hockey. But the NBA, the first two to three rounds are usually unwatchable. They're horrible because yeah. the top teams usually just roll. It didn't happen last year, but the top teams usually just roll to the finals, which means the NBA finals is usually the best final of all the other sports. But I'd say I would rank probably baseball number one just because of the moments, the unforgettable wow. moments. Yeah, it's just you can always remember those gigantic home runs, the walk-offs, just the unbelievable pitching duels. You just remember baseball more, it seems, in my mind. And I still, I, I have a right to change this over the next year. Now that they've they've changed the playoff format again for it seems like the fourth time in the last ten years, I do have the right to change my opinion. But baseball, in terms of the moments, is the best, and usually get an unbelievable World Series too, no matter what. So I'd say baseball is number one. I think hockey and the NFL are just a toss up in terms of the number two spot. I would give it to football just because. I don't normally care as much about the NHL, the Stanley Cup final, because it just you get you get sometimes you get bad matchups. And, and I'm you're a huge hockey fan, so that speaks volumes. I'm obsessed with the NHL, and again, I'll even say it. The, the other great thing about the NHL, right? Early on, there's a game every single night. There's never ever a layoff in the hockey post. It's unbelievable. They're smart like the how first they schedule it. Oh, it's brilliant for the hockey postseason, right? For the first month, Adam, there was a game every single night. There's never an off night where the NBA, 
I don't know when the hell they're going to play, right? Are they going to play on Monday? Are they going to then stay? They're not going to play till Thursday? To me, the scheduling is a big freaking deal because when you're involved and you want to watch it, you want to watch it every single night. You're constantly turning your TV on. That's what makes the hockey postseason unbelievable. So I got to give that credit too. But yeah, I'd say it would go baseball, football, and hockey again are a toss-up. And then basketball's last. Just because with the NBA, you just don't care until the end. That's what it comes down to. So here's how I would rank it. And you know baseball is my first and true love. But the NFL is number one. And the NFL is number one because the divisional round is always exceptional. Championship Sunday always delivers. And the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. And the single elimination quotient of it, you know, with that sport, it works, obviously. So so that's why I put the NFL number one. Baseball, to me, is a close second. And you can't run out a clock in, in baseball, 27 outs, nine innings, that pulsating, emotional, bite-your-nails-off roller coaster ride. Nothing like that during a baseball game. The baseball postseason is always incredible. The one yeah but, and I just have to say this, and you know I'm baseball obsessed, you're baseball obsessed. As it moves along, it is a little matchup dependent. It's not matchup dependent as it moves along in the NFL. If you get Jacksonville, New England on Championship Sunday, it's going to still be amazing, right? So I, I it's usually there, there are certain teams you might not be into from a baseball perspective. We've seen that with Tampa Bay as an example when they've advanced through the postseason. Hockey playoffs are always intense, especially early. The problem is, as you documented it brilliantly, you know, you get some teams that are duds as it moves along. Remember Montreal? No, get the Canadians off my TV. That ran from years ago. That that was problematic. And yeah, she, I Ottawa, love the Pittsburgh, end. Adam, in the oh. conference finals. Uh, you know, San Jose, Pittsburgh in the finals. Like, nobody cares. Like, nobody, nobody cares. cares. You know? Yeah, that's a problem. So, and listen, and, and the NBA, and I love the NBA, and I always defend the NBA, but clearly for the sake of this discussion, they got to change some things. The NBA is number four. But that's all part of the backdrop here into what is going to be an unbelievable game of the year, which will impact the postseason, who gets the bye, who doesn't, the revenge from last year, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs. And trust me, you don't want to miss this. Nick Wright, featured guest on the Adam Shine podcast, and Nick joins us next. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Mike Babchick from Morning Man of Mad Dog Sports Radio. When you are done listening to Shine, come hear me as I roast them. It's Babchick's morning after the podcast. We try to make sure our bosses never find out about it. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. The feature guest this week on the Adam Shine Podcast, one of my all-time favorite people in sports media. He is a fellow member of the WAER Sports Hall of Fame at Syracuse University. He is the critically acclaimed host of First Things First on FS1. He has an outstanding podcast, What's Right, which is just sensational. A noted fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, as we get you set for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, my guy, the well, great Nick Wright. Well, th- that's a great introduction, I, but why did you shortchange the Bills on their introduction? Shouldn't they be introduced as the back-to-back Super Bowl champion, Buffalo Bills, in the middle of a <laughs> dynasty, an unbeatable and I'm certain still undefeated juggernaut? Like, that's who they are, right? I mean, the Chiefs are underdogs in Arrowhead. It's never happened in the Mahomes era. I figure it can only happen, and a team can only get the great Adam Shine as excited as the Buffalo Bills have by winning a bunch of titles, by winning tough playoff games. And so, yeah, give them, give them their just due. I mean, I, I love this. Nick, 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 Nick is feisty. Nick, Nick is fired up. Nick loves what? his Chiefs. What am I missing? Well, by the way, let's, let's start with one thing you said, because I, I was fascinated by it. Are you surprised how Vegas set the point spread in this game? No, the Bills are the the Bills are a juggernaut. Everyone's told me very all off season. <laughs> Josh Allen's you know going to win another MVP to go in his totally empty trophy case, and the Bills are going to come into Arrowhead and win a big game like they've never done in their lives since Bruce Smith was there. I mean, they, the, the re, listen. Let me let me pull back the curtain a bit. Despite the fact that Adam Shine and I are both WAR Hall of Famers, despite the fact that we have a long-standing personal relationship, I had to invite myself onto this podcast. And I invited myself onto the podcast because last week you were so enamored with the Bills scoring 23 points that you declared once again Josh Allen the best player in the league. And am I allowed to curse on this or is that not something I'm supposed to do? Absolutely, you could curse on this. Okay, so then here's my question. What the fuck has he done to be better than Mahomes? <laughs> Can I have one piece of goddamn evidence that this guy is better than Patrick Mahomes? Or, or could he beat Patrick Mahomes in a big spot one time before a guy who's been to a Super Bowl? Check, Allen, no. Won a Super Bowl? Check, Allen, no. Won an MVP? Check, Allen, no. Played Allen twice in the playoffs and one time ran him off the field and the other time outdueled him to where they had to change the rules because they felt so badly for him. How has Allen jumped Mahomes? What have I missed? Okay, I love the way you phrase this. And I, I love, first of all, that that is true. You you were very, very feisty when you, you saw my take after the Buffalo and the Baltimore yeah. results. Very feisty, which I love. And... You're right when you talk about the playoff games. The results are results. Now, 
Obviously, you know as well as I do, Allen was remarkable in that playoff game. Mahomes was remarkable in that playoff game. Goes down, and I'm I'm cool with quarterback win-loss stats, for the record. That's a win for Mahomes, a loss for Allen. But both guys get an A-plus. But both guys, if they were to get grades, get A-pluses. Allen did nothing to lose that game except for, you know, not coach up the defense enough, I guess, because they couldn't get Mahomes off the field. There was nothing Allen could do. But that's my question then. Mahomes went into the season as the guy, beat him as the guy, and has not, in the first game of the year, scored 44 points and has the number one offense in football. So when what when was I in the coma that Josh Allen passed it? That's my question. So here's what I think. I think last year, both quarterbacks in the regular season actually underachieved. Agreed. Both. I think we're all guilty, and I try to make sure that I don't do this, of grading Mahomes on a historic Mahomes scale, right? You know, and and what Patrick's done since he's been a starter in the league, Nick, it's unprecedented. It's the best start to a career as a starting quarterback for any quarterback in the history of the National Football League. And I know you know this. I'm obsessed with Mahomes. Now, where did Allen leapfrog Mahomes? I don't think either quarterback, again, lived up to that incredible pedestal we put him on in the regular season. But Allen's stretch last year, post that Patriot game in the wind, which includes a loss against Tampa, right? But that stretch down the season, including the game against Kansas City, in Kansas City, and I think that Allen entered this season as QB1. I think Allen, to his credit, has more talent around him at the receiver position. Mahomes has Kelsey, which obviously is is the best tight end in the NFL. And Mahomes has an offensive-minded head coach in Reed, and Allen lost Dable. A hundred percent. We could go round and round on that. Absolutely. I think Allen this year has outperformed Mahomes. I I think that if, look, the the Charger game was about the Chargers charging, and then Mahomes was able to make the plays and take advantage of it, could have easily lost that game. I still, and I saw you on FS1, I have no idea what the hell happened in the the Colts game. I couldn't believe that point spread and that that was weird and that was wild and that was that was kind of crazy. I I think Allen, whether it's the arm, whether it's now the accuracy, making the possible possible, it's a it's an argument on semantics. But I have John. It's Allen not semantics as- though. It, so the answer is, can I just tell you the short, sure. the too long, didn't Give read version me. of what Adam Shine just said? Josh Allen passed Mahomes in the quarterback hierarchy by losing to Mahomes in the playoffs. By playing yeah. so well in a yeah. loss that in a game that Mahomes had more total yards, that Mahomes executed thir- down three, 13 seconds, and then in overtime faced one third down, sliced him up. That that by losing that game, he passed him. Which I say with all due respect to one of my media heroes is batshit insane, and you know it's wrong. It's so, well, who who's had bad. the better season like, this year, Mahomes or Allen? I think it's very very close. I think you, the, the the well, who's Next. who's the higher scoring team? Hold on, you just talking about the Bills' weapons. Who's the high scoring team? The Chiefs. Who has turned the ball over? Uh, half as many times the Chiefs the the 
Bill's one loss, can it be directly tied to Josh Allen mistakes? Well, yeah, he fumbled inside the five. He screwed the clock at the end of the first half. He hot one hopped the guy with the oh so accurate this powerful arm one hopped what would have been the game winning layup touchdown terrible throw wide open and then screwed up the clock at the end of the game. The Chiefs one loss happened because of a dropped punt, special team, two missed kicks by a backup kicker, a personal foul or Chris Jones was mean to Matt Ryan, and a dropped touchdown by Travis Kelsey. Now, Mahomes so did throw a pick late in that game. Did throw a pick Mah- late. Mahomes threw a pick on the final play, desperation play of the game with 10 seconds left from his own 30. And the only reason we would ever penalize him for it is because we're like, yeah, 10 seconds might be plenty of time for the best quarterback in the league. Also, the Chiefs, we now know, have played the far tougher schedule. Like, the Chiefs hung 41 on a Tampa team that's allowed about 41 combined the rest of the game. The Bills, listen, no team in the league is better against average to bad teams in the Bills. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No. The way these we, guys we, can we, front run We don't run give them credit for, for the Baltimore years. game? No, I no. That's their best win. No, no, no. I give them credit for the Baltimore game. That was a gritty coin flip win. And they got it, and Josh Allen drove him down the field at the end. No, that was a, you agree with me. That's a coin flip game. That's a game that if the the that could go either way. It's a coin flip they game. Got, like the the Chiefs. Bills got outplayed the vast majority of that game. The first half uh, was the, abysmal. like the Chiefs Raiders game, like Correct. the game last night. Correct. That's a coin flip game where the Allen and Mahomes made the plays at the end. But even though they made those plays, still could have lost. Still needed their defenses to step up. But the Bills have done nothing this year on the level of what the chiefs did to Tampa. Nothing. There is nothing on their resume that, that measures that the chiefs are in the midst of an unprecedented start of a season, nine straight games against teams that finished last year with a winning record. And listen, there's nobody I'd rather have playing the Steelers or the Titans than the Buffalo bills. (laughs) I mean, I give them credit, you know, the bills did to the Steelers, Josh Allen did to the Steelers in week five, what Patrick Mahomes did to them in the playoffs. Absolutely. In the playoffs Absolutely. against a better Steeler team. So that's fine. Listen, I mean, I don't even think people believe me when I say this year, like Mahomes has the better passer rating, the more touchdowns, the more points per game. Josh like, has Allen missed some layups this year. Nick, Nick, he's missed some laps. There, there have well, been it's QB1 though. He's QB1. He's the best quarterback in the league. Mahomes I mean, those guys should be dunks. Patrick has missed some layups. He's he's who do you think is gonna win? Can I ask you a question? Please. About this weekend's game? Yeah. This is a weird question. Do you think it's good to win it? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I think it's good to win it, A, because it's gonna be great content for us. But I think this game is actually gonna go a long way in determining who gets the buy and who gets well that part that part i totally agree with if you were to tell me that and there's no way for this to be the case obviously but that this game was like not going to count for the seating then i'd want the chiefs to lose like i i i I think these i think both these i know this sounds dumb but i think both these teams are so good and so clearly the two best teams in football Agreed. It's going to be so hard for either one of them to sweep the other. And so 
But because the now that there's not a, a one's a, you know two buys, the that buy is the so it changes the whole thing. Nope. And can I let me can I say one other thing that is you were talking about Mahomes beginning of his career. So this Mahomes has been to two Super Bowls and four AFC Championship games. The craziest Mahomes stat is he still has not played a road playoff game. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Which it is also one of the reasons means why I think this Sunday is such a big deal. Because if, yeah. if Buffalo can win and Mahomes has to go through Buffalo, and look, I'm in of the opinion in Buffalo. Because I think Arrowhead is the number one home field advantage in, in the NFL. I mean, I he made even, Carl Chepper's pee his pants last night. He was, was shaking. So he couldn't, he so couldn't even speak. He was like trying to get cleared at WAER. <laughs> I mean, he, he, couldn't, so he couldn't. He was spooked. Uh, but I do listen, and I'll never like when I cite Brady stats, I reference Championship Sunday in a single elimination tournament, and we're all it's Super Bowls, Lombardi trophies. Mm. Playing on Championship Sunday, I think, is a great statistic of greatness. So I always cite that on Brady, on Mahomes, and his early genius. If Championship Sunday is in Buffalo this year, I think that grossly would favor the Buffalo Bills. Oh, of course. No. Well, listen, they'd be... Shit, if there's three-point favorites in Arrowhead, what are they going to be, touchdown favorites? (laughs) That's the other reason this line is stupid, for the record. If they are a three-point favorite in Arrowhead, what Vegas is saying is if this game this weekend were in Buffalo, Buffalo would be eight and a half, which makes nine no sense. point favorites. Which makes no sense. It's so disrespectful. It's so rude. Like that the Mahomes was favored in 38 straight games before the Tampa game. And they were underdogs to the Bucks, and they were up three scores the whole game. And now he's underdogs at home. Oh boy. But now I will what? tell you this. I want our kicker back. My God, I'm, oh, I'm done yeah. with these backup kickers. Yeah. I know Matthew yeah. Wright made the 59-yarder, but I'm done with these backup kickers. I'm done with them. I know the Bills are dealing with a lot of serious injuries, so I'm not complaining. But it's just so tilting to go from a great kicker to just this spin the wheel on if the guy's going to shank a kick. So what's your biggest concern for Sunday? Is it kicking? Is it the inability to establish the run? Is it Juju in a spot like this? The defense giving up big plays? What's the biggest concern? The biggest concern is what the Raiders should have stayed with last night, which is the Chiefs' young corners are going to panic, not get beat, panic, yeah, and you could, the Raiders could have gotten 200 yards of pass interference calls if they wanted them. If they would have just kept taking deep shots, now it helps. Here's one of the things where Josh Allen's great arm actually, he doesn't get the benefit that a guy like Derek Carr does. The most unguardable play in the NFL the last few years has been the underthrown bomb, where the guy's running with you, and that's how they got those two pass interference penalties. And then all of a sudden, the receiver sees it's underthrown, goes back to the ball. And it's DPI because the guy isn't turned around. The Bills don't get a ton of those because Josh Allen's not under throwing guys. But my biggest fear is that they just take deep shot after deep shot after deep shot. And the Chiefs get, you know, they get 150 yards of pass interference penalties. Uh, I'll tell you what, if the Bills are smart, what they're having meetings about right now, which is how do we make sure we are running an offense 
that does not get Josh Allen hit 10 times a game in the running game, especially with the new, if you get wobbled, you're out for the game rules. That's like a very interesting subtext of how anybody can run with their quarterbacks. Now, is that if that that you have this eye in the sky that is going to rip guys out of games and we can argue rightly, wrongly, whatever, it's going to happen. And if I'm Buffalo, I'm having a real long conversation with McDermott and Dorsey saying, guys, we are, we are unguardable when we unleash Allen's full rushing attack. We need to save that for gotta have it moments in the postseason. I don't think it's worth it. I think they are running him to a reckless level at this point this year. I know he's the biggest guy on the field. I get that. It still seems foolish when you don't have to do that to beat most of these teams. How big of a coaching advantage do you feel you have on Sunday with Andy Reid going up against Sean McDermott? I think McDermott's a really good coach. So that's the, so I actually I think McDermott's one of the six or seven best coaches in football. But I think Andy Reid right now is the best coach in the league. I mean, Belichick's the greatest coach ever, but I don't think Belichick is at peak performance I right now. I and I don't think he has the peak staff. I think Andy Reid's as good as he's ever been. Can I tell you the one thing I wish the Chiefs would do before we go? I am so tired of the Chiefs having to do the every trick in the book on short yardage and goal line. The I tight end. The, so, But they're not going to quarterback sneak because Mahomes got his kneecap dislocated doing yep. it four years ago. And then in the playoff game against the Browns, remember Mahomes, the, the concussion protocol took him out when he did a quarterback run. When he, he didn't even get concussed, he got choked out. But regardless. I want the Chiefs to sign Cam. I want the Chiefs when they when Butker comes back on the roster. So Butker they never put on on the IR. So right now they're carrying two kickers. I want once they cut that kicker, they have an open roster spot. Them to go to Cam and be like, "Listen, you got a great chance at a ring, and you're not the backup quarterback. You are our short yardage quarterback. You are fourth and short goal line." You're going to score eight touchdowns. You're going to play in playoff games. That's to me so much right now. Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray are doing the quarterback sneaks. What do you think about the Chiefs signing Cam for that specific role? I think it's an accident waiting to happen. I I, I wouldn't do it. Wow. I think your I think your point is great because they can't do that with Mahomes. And, and Andy, look, Andy has taken on personalities before as backup quarterbacks. Michael Vick, he did that in Philadelphia. Yeah. So there's precedence in what you're saying that that has happened before. I just, I don't think he's ever going to be in a spot or a scenario where he takes Patrick Mahomes off the field. Not that you're wrong. I don't think he'll ever take Patrick Mahomes. But right now they're in a spot where they leave him on the field and they snap it to the backup tight end or the fullback. Because they're afraid to let Mahomes sneak it. Like, I just, I, I think Cam's an interesting spot because in a lot of places, even though Cam's been cooked for a few years, you yep. sign him, your quarterback has one bad game, there's a controversy. Of course. Kansas City is one of the only places, 0%. there never be a controversy. No one's going to be like, start Cam. If Mahomes is the guy, I don't know. I want them to do it. I'd also like Cam to get a ring. Feels like right. he deserves one. Before you go, Nick, give me the score prediction 
For the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the game of the year coming up this weekend on CBS. I think the Bills take a late lead, like 28-24, and then Mahomes rips their goddamn hearts out (laughs) and drives the field and sends them home. And then they ask, wait, can we change the rules again? 31-28, Kansas City. That's my score prediction. I I can't wait for the Bills to win, with that said. And as always, I can't wait to watch First Things First. I I love you and and Wilds and Broussard. The podcast is incredible. I'm I'm rooting for a Bills win, not just for Buffalo and for a home field, but I just want it because I want to see the theater and the drama from oh. you, the potential spin from my guy Nick Wright. Well, yeah, I'll tell you. Want, you want the pre-spin? You want the pre-spin? I want the pre-spin spin. I'll yes. tell you right now. Bills beat us by 18 last year in Arrowhead. How'd that work for him? <laughs> what would that earn him? Not nothing. Uh, there, 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 this is the thing. Chiefs house money right now. And by the way, once again, what chance do we really have against a team that's won five of the last six Super Bowls? The Buffalo QB Bills. QB one. QB yeah, one. There you go. Thank I you, do Sean. You're the greatest. More pressure on the Bills, though. Nick, you're the best, yeah, as course. always. See appreciate you, it. Adam Schein, fantasy football legend. All right, Bob. It was a solid week in daily fantasy for both of us. Not spectacular. I finished in seventh place in our 24-person league on DraftKings at 153.68 points. You were in 12th place, 135.34 I'm sure a lot of things that you regrets. I I decided to go with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I considered Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. Granted, that would have been even worse. I also considered, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So there's a little bit of, of buyer's remorse there. But, Bob, there are some really interesting plays for Daily Fantasy coming up for, for this week. I think, you know, the two of us can get back in business here and – Listen, we talked to Nick Wright about Allen versus Mahomes. Obviously, a lot at stake. You know, both have great matchups. And I I think you have to consider both viable plays. And if you don't go with one of those in in the featured game of the year, I'll tell you, at this stage, especially with the price tag, you got to consider starting Geno Smith. Wow, Geno Smith. See, it's funny. I'm actually looking at the same game as you, but I actually would consider starting Kyler Murray instead of Geno Smith. I, wow. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Adam, Seattle is the worst defense in the NFL. I mean, they gave up 35 points in their sleep. Taysom Hill was like the best player in the world last week against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are terrible. I mean, they're absolutely horrible. The defense is so bad. Kyler Murray, 7,300. I know he hasn't played that well, but he's going to play well against Seattle because everybody plays well against Seattle. So I think he's definitely an option. That game, Seattle-Arizona, Adam, is a good game to look at in terms of DFS. I agree with you in the, from that standpoint. You know, I, there are some really interesting plays. I don't know about Bill's Chiefs. You want to think that it's going to be a shootout, right? Like it's Mahomes and Allen. But maybe they'll start slow. I don't know how the game is going to play out. The one good thing about Mahomes and Allen, if you start either of them, you got to figure the game's close in the fourth quarter. They're all they're going to play the entire game. None of this Josh Allen gets removed in that's the middle right. of the third that's quarter right. anymore, Adam, because that's starting to kill people for sure. Which spooked me last week, so that, that's <laughs> why I didn't even consider him, even though I knew he was going to explode. We talked to Josh about that yeah. after what happened last year against Pittsburgh. So 
obviously I have some regret, but you know, it's it's always garbage time and backup mm. time because the Bills are killing everybody. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, if Josh had himself in DFS, he would have put up seven hundred yards on the Steelers last week. Everybody would have been laughing to the bank here. I do like Stephon Diggs in that game, though, Adam. He's a little bit pricey. The Chiefs, the corners can't cover. They couldn't cover Devontae Adams to save their lives. Either Diggs or Gabe Davis should absolutely be an option this week for people going forward in terms of DFS. Yep. You know, I like, again, I love the Arizona-Seattle game. Tyler Lockett at 5,600 is basically criminal. I mean, that's stealing money. He's He's been unbelievably at another big game. Geno Smith has been great. He'll be good against Arizona. It's always a shootout with Seattle now because they can't defend. They're constantly throwing the football. I've been looking at the running backs again. I think you still got to go cheap running back. I absolutely regret not playing Nick Chubb. I mean, I understand, like, because his utilization in the passing game is going to give you pause with PPR for DFS, right? But he's just so reliable, Nick Chubb. I don't want to. I don't want to spend a ton of money again at running back. Ramondre Stevenson's the dude. Damian Harris is going to be out for weeks. The Patriots love to run the football. Ramondre Stevenson at Cleveland to me is a good play. The Browns can't stop anybody. So those are a few ideas I have going into the week. How about your ideas? You know, looking at running backs, I do like Kenneth Walker. I do like Leonard Fournette. I, you know I created the Hall bandwagon, your guy Brees Hall from the Jets. Mm-hmm. I can't start my guy Pierce, who I love from the Texans. They're on a bye <laughs> this week, or else oh. he would have been the play. You know, I, I like the Jags defense at 3,000. I, I like the, the Bills defense, to your point, at 2,700. And I've done well playing against the Rams the last couple oh, yeah. of weeks. I know it's Carolina, but they actually have some dudes on defense. I think they can get to Stafford. You know, if I could spend the money elsewhere, I might go 2400 here for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I teased off the top that we would get into some of these picks against the spread. And Buffalo being favored in Kansas City. Did that surprise you, Bob? No, I don't think it surprised me at all. I mean, I understand there are some people, namely Nick Wright, who was literally just on the podcast, that are all up in arms over how, oh, you know, Mahomes has never been an underdog. Buffalo's never won anything. The the Bills' defense versus the Chiefs' defense is not even close. That's why the Bills are favored. If you want to say Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen, good for you. Go right ahead. You can absolutely say that. If he's a tad better, Sure. Great. You want to tell me that Kansas City's offense is a little better than Buffalo's? I will probably disagree with you, but you can have that. The Bills' defense is the best in the NFL. The Chiefs' defense is not good. I mean, they look terrible against Derek Carr and the Raiders at home. They should have lost that game. Devontae Adams, if they just targeted him a little bit more, the the Raiders should have won. He should have caught that pass on the sideline at the end of the game. The Chiefs gave up 29 points at home to the Raiders. What is going to happen against Josh Allen and the Bills? The Chiefs' corners are not going to be able to stop Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, Adam. That's what this game is going to come down to. I am not surprised at all. I will be rolling with the Bills this game, without a doubt. They're going to win by I think the Bills are going to win big, Bob. Uh, I think this game has 42-28 Buffalo written all over it. Yeah, I don't even bat an eye with you saying that, Adam. Josh Allen and the Bills' offense should score 40 points. I don't even think that's crazy to say. Look what they did last year against pretty much a similar Chiefs defense in the playoffs, right? They went up and down the field like they didn't even exist. And it's going to happen again. The Chiefs' defense is even worse than last year. I just don't, I don't understand why people don't see that. Mahomes is going to play great. 
but he's not going to be able to torch the Bills' defense. It's not going to be like last year. The Bills' pass rush is much better this year than it was last year. Von Miller has changed the defensive line for Buffalo. They're going to get to Mahomes. They're going to stop him a couple times during the game, and that's going to be the difference. I'm with you, Adam. I love the Buffalo Bills this weekend. I think Buffalo is absolutely going to take care of business. I also am fascinated by if Buffalo and Kansas City is the game of the year, and it is, and it's the game of the week, Number two on the list, Bob, without question, is the battle for the NFC East with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. As we were taping this, announced that Cooper Rush is, is going to be the starting quarterback. Dak still needs some time. I'll tell you, I expect this game to be tight. I, I really do. I think Philly will win. I can understand why they're favored by six. But six is a big number when you look at that Dallas defense. I am definitely going to take Dallas with the points. Yeah, I understand that, and I think it makes a lot of sense. But I'm definitely going to be taking the Philadelphia Eagles to cover the spread, Adam. And hear me out here, right? First off, people who actually think that Cooper Rush should play over Dak Prescott need their take credentials revoked. It's it's yeah, one it's of the most asinine, planet delusional takes I've ever heard in my life. Cooper Rush, he threw for 100 yards last week, and the Cowboys won the football game. Of course they did, because the defense is exceptional. I just think the one issue is with this game, Adam, I think Philly's going to score early. I think they're going to go up big early. And Cooper Rush is going to have to throw the football, and he's not going to be able to throw the football against the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense is incredibly unbelievable. They're underrated. They're excellent this year. Year. They've been great all season. Cooper Rush is not going to have a chance going on the road into Philadelphia, being able to throw and move the football. And that's the key, Adam. We haven't really seen Dallas behind with Cooper Rush, have we? I don't think they've really been behind in any football game with Cooper Rush. They were behind against the Giants a little bit. I think I think they were behind a little bit. But, like, mm-hmm. not enough where he's have to throw and force the football downfield, right? That's going to be the key. Philly gets an early lead. It's going to be a blowout. It's not even going to be close. Also, I love Dallas. I love the defense. I love the defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence has been great. Michael Parsons is a game changer. But the Eagles' offensive line is excellent. Dallas doesn't just have that overwhelming advantage like they did against the Rams, right? And that, I think, is going to be the big difference. I like the Eagles going into this game. I think they're going to win and cover the spread. Thanks for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Nick Wright, how much fun was that? Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM, our listeners on Pandora, listeners on Apple Podcasts, and of course, with Stitcher. We record the Adam Shine Podcast all year round, so please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can always catch me every weekday on my radio show, Shine on Sports, which airs from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. The Adam Shine Podcast is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Shine on Sports weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Man Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, and on the SXM app. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. Touchdown! For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Sirius XM Podcasts. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all 
And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.